Hello, America and the world. How are you? Um, welcome. Welcome to El Chicano Presents Almost Live here at Big D's Party Palace, where the fun never stops till the cops come twice, and they haven't been by once today. So we're going to go on. Uh, and right now I'd like to talk to you all about something that every American, every El Pasoan, every, everyone, everyone is talking about these days. It's, uh, it's that flesh-eating amoeba, that brain-eating amoeba, man. Have you guys heard about that, man? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, it's there's here, a brain-eating amoeba. Well, no, but, you know, it's looking to catch your eye. Oh, so, man. yeah. Mostly it's in Florida. Go figure. Oh, and wow. uh, wow. yeah, it's just me, amoeba, that, you know, if if you suck it up your nose, you know. Uh-oh. Don't do that. Probably by accident. Uh, if you suck it up your nose... Then it starts uh, a brain-withering infection in your head. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty harsh. Harsh, harsh, harsh. No, no. And no wonder everybody's worried about it, is what I got to say. For good reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Don't snort that fresh water, friends. In Florida. In Florida. (laughs) Really, it says... uh, Okay, here, look. Look what I found on my computer right here in front of me. Your TV? Yeah. With, uh... Within two to ten days after exposure, initial symptoms include fever, headache, nausea, vomiting. Later symptoms include stiff neck, loss of balance, confusion, lack of attention to surroundings and people, hallucinations, and seizures. Are they not talking about tequila? That sounds like a good day at the lake. (laughs) Where can we get some of those amoebas? (laughs) Stiff neck, loss of balance, confusion, <laughs> lack of attention to surroundings and people, hallucinations and seizures. Uh-uh. It sounds like fun, folks, but... Uh, Maybe not the last part. <laughs> yeah, here's, here, here it is. In swimming, in, if swimming in warm water, Texan waters, use a nose plug or nose clips. Do not forcibly immerse your head below the water line. Especially since diving or cannonballing will force water up your nose, leading to the highest risk. What this a coincidence. From, Didn't you just put get some nose clips for the El Chucanio store? Online store? <laughs> El Chucanio branded nose clips? No, no. They'll, they'll be ready by the time this hits the internet. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, that's the guys. this guy, uh, Dr. David Siderowski. Looks like a nice guy. Uh... From the University of North Texas Health Science Center at Fort Worth. See, even if you live in Texas, you can get that brain-eating amoeba. You know. Well, I know in like uh, in Austin, I, I'm still on those Austin Chronicle Facebook pages, and there's like uh-huh. constantly there are these uh, algae growths that if you let your dog, you know, they say don't swim in the water, don't let your dog swim in the water because it'll. Wow. See ya. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the beach. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although not many people swim in Lake Austin anyway. Right. Try to stay on top. Right. Of the water Is there. it polluted? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, Probably. it's right there in the middle of the city, right? Probably. <laughs> uh, um, when I lived back there, back uh, 
It was shortly after the invention of the automobile. Uh, they had speedboats there. They would do speedboats there by the Congress Bridge. Big long rooster tails. Yeah. Cool. Are they still doing that? No, it's a lot of stand-up paddle boarding, kayaking, human-powered boating. Wow. Oh. I, remember That's, I remember skiing there back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Back in the 80s, I skied there. Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Nice. It was pretty cool, but I guess it wasn't polluted yet. I don't know. We were. <laughs> I still are, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just in Austin for about almost two weeks, and... The more I thought about it, the more I realized El Paso is the land of opportunity. Really? Compared to there. Really? Why so is crowded. That? I just oh, feel yeah. like there's like space available to if you want to open a little shop. Right. Space available. Cost of living's reasonable. Yeah. That you is know, all that and it's just fun place to be. Austin's fun, but nope. I mean, houses going for a million bucks in, in town where it's you know, a house here that would be probably two or three hundred thousand bucks. You know, I walk, I walk to. through downtown El Paso and I see all those empty storefront for rents, and I say, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity to lose your investment there. Opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> come deposit your money. But I don't know. I think we have something here that hasn't been fully realized well yeah duh but uh, mm-hmm. they're not helping any but there was a story on today's uh, front page of today's front page dead tree daily the El Paso Times and uh, it was that building that burned down on, on South El Paso Street next door to the old Holland department store and it just uh, burned down? March or February. Oh, really? Wow. No, 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 no. Maybe longer ago than that. But yeah, it's uh, a story about how this newly vacant lot is now available for anybody who wants it. Then it says, there's also three other buildings on that block that are for sale. Who owns them? Uh, the Holland family. Okay. Okay, got it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Holland department store. There's a story mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. The Holland family owned the Holland department store. It's the night, one of those 120-year-old buildings in downtown mm-hmm. El Paso, you know. And uh, one of the oldest buildings in El Paso along that whole road. The one that burned down was 120, 130 years old, something mm-hmm. like that. What a shame. Yeah, and uh, now it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they liked it. They somebody offered an opinion in that story that it uh, might be a good space for somebody who wants to open a boutique hotel if the city's incentives mm. with city's incentives. Mm. What's your yeah, take? I'm not talking about that kind of opportunity, but um, but yeah. Well, we have a b- bunch of slew of hotels. I don't know if that's the right right route. I'm just saying. Uh, no, no, no. Very. I appreciate businesses. what you're saying. It's like uh, in Austin, 
you're crowded out from doing anything because there's all, all those people there and uh, rents are so high and and uh, whatever. It's very competitive market. Mm-hmm. Right? Where here, it's not a competitive market, but there's not a lot of money. You know, you have to find your niche. And if you can find your niche, you can pursue it, you know. But uh, how about if some... How about somebody's got an MBA wants to come in and get a job here? You have to start your own business. I mean, you know, there's very few opportunities mm-hmm. to come in at that uh, junior management, middle management level in El Paso, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe more in Austin. But except, You're probably right. Except there's also 50 other people trying to get that same job. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, this is so, where you go to make your own way. We're like we're like two ends of the spectrum there, you know. We need to push El Paso closer to the sweet spot where there's more money. You know, we went to Oklahoma City, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. And in Oklahoma City, there are uh, uh, various philanthropists competing to get their names out there, you know. In El Paso, we don't got that many, you know. And mm-hmm. what do you attribute that to, Rich? The, there's more money. There's just more money. But look at El Paso. I mean, there are very, very rich people in El Paso who give back back very little to the community. I'm talking about like the landlord class, right? You know. I mean, maybe, but I don't see it. You know. And uh, those landlords of ours that live in town, they're billionaires also, you know. They have controlled billions of dollars worth of assets with all the buildings they own. You know, it might not be that liquid, you know, but they can always uh, borrow on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. When will it change, Rich? Well... Sharpen up the guillotines, folks. We're coming to a neighborhood <laughs> near you. <laughs> I don't know. Also, uh, some new information came out this week about Cassandra Gate. All right. Oh yeah. Old uh, District Three Representative Cassandra Hernandez is uh, one of the news stations. Got a uh, look at. Uh, the gas card spendings for the first four months of this year, you know. I mean, only for the first four months of 2023. And uh, do you know offhand what it was? It was 1500 bucks that Cassandra spent. I mean, no. Cassandra. Was it? 15 something. 15 something. But she's in first place, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's nobody in second place, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> She's in first place. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, for 2022, they reported that she spent $6,700 on gasoline between filling up her and her husband's car. $6,700 on gasoline. And uh, she, uh, well, we're a third of the way in this year. She's only at 1500 something like that, you know. 
So we're saving a lot of money. Yeah. We're saving a lot of money. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Cassandra's husband, the political lobbyist Jeremy Jordan, I wonder if he's taking the bus to work. He may be at this point. So did they reinstate that cap, hundred dollar a month cap on? No, they haven't. They haven't come out with a policy yet. Because she's already over that cap. Right, old. Uh, so. <laughs> right, way over it, huh? Old. Uh, Unless she stopped. If she stopped for the year, right? Then, right. right maybe we're, she'd we're be cool. a little. We're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By your own guess, right? Uh, oh, I can. I've known this guy since I was bartending at the surf club. Can't think of his name now, but he's the city auditor, the official city auditor, and he recommends just giving him a stipend. You know, three hundred bucks a month, whatever. You know, yeah, that's what he gets. He gets a stipend because he drives his own car. He does not have a city vehicle. Yeah. Um. Oh, at Mundo Calderon. Mundo. Yeah. Mundo. Mundo. That's what we used to say when he would come into the surf club there. El Mundo. Yeah. El Mundo, like the Loteria card. Right. El Mundo. El Mundo. Right. Um. So he, yeah. Oh. No. Go ahead. No. Didn't he approach you and recognize you before? Yeah. 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 He did not recognize me. Oh. But. But. Uh, Apparently, I have a reputation that precedes me. So somebody, somebody told him after. I mean, the first time I saw him, I did not remember him. He did not recognize me. And uh, I said, uh, I approached him after his presentation. And I yeah. said, uh, I think what I said, I forget exactly what I said. But it was to the effect that you are a hero, right? That's what I said. And... Uh, then I left, and then uh, the next time there was a meeting there at city council, I was sitting there in the front row where I like to sit, where I can look over Tommy's shoulder and see which emails he's getting. But uh, he's not there anymore, you know. He's adios. He got the last. He got the last month's salary off. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, I was sitting there and. Uh, he uh, gives his presentation to the city council, and then he's walking back. He said, hey, you remember me? And I said, oh, yeah. I was here last week, bro. Of course I remember you, bro. <laughs> you know. And he says, no, from the surf club. Yeah. Oh, it's all Mundo from the surf club. Mundo. As, as I recall, he drank uh, Miller Lite draft. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, is that not right, Mundo? Is that not what you used to drink? You let me know, okay? Because I'm willing to adjust my memory banks. Yeah, so, uh, kind of we're way ahead. Kind of we're way ahead on old uh, Gassandra's gas expenses. Isn't that, isn't that a funny thing? Yeah, pretty funny to get called out and then not really 
be, uh, you know, take responsibility. It seems like she's still a little combative right. about it. Right. Doubling. Right. Caught red-handed, like... Doubling down. You know. There are people in her district that still love her. You mm-hmm. know? And you're seeing... Uh, some letter to the editor and crap like that about uh, Joe Molinar, his ethics complaint. Mm-hmm. How, you know, people should be ashamed about that and everything like that. I figure that's just a smokescreen, though. I figure they're just trying to muddy the waters, you know, because he already uh, was a. Uh, Centered, I think they wrote him up, you know, and made him go to training. So, yeah, and I think he completed that huh? training, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, so good for him, right? Right, he did all that, right? And that, that was all old, and nobody much cared about it till uh, Gassandra Gate came along, you know, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's an issue, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, this I learned from attending some meetings there at City Hall. The city auditor, Mundo, uh, he uh, he asked the police for surveillance videos of the pumps so he could see who was filling up their cars. And the cops said the first answer was... Uh, Oh, no, they're all real lousy video, you know. Well, I mean, I don't know. You've been, you been to an, what is it, Allon lately? I guess they're DKs now, but Allons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they're as well surveilled as, like, the airport, you know? I mean, you know, they've got tons of cameras. But the first thing the cop said was, uh, oh, no, the... We couldn't tell who was filling up their cars. It was, uh, the video was too poor quality, is what the cops told Mundo when he asked for surveillance videos of, uh, of that. So, yeah. Okay, here's another interesting connection. Old, uh, Jeremy Jordan who is Cassandra's husband, reportedly. I haven't seen the papers, but uh, he worked for the police and fire unions. Police and firemen unions Mm -hmm. there. He worked for them. He's, you know, he worked to get uh, their... uh, Bond passed. There are no, there uh The prop? Well, that, prop he bond. worked for that. I don't know how much he worked for it, but he did, uh, he did work, uh, yeah. Right, it came to a vote, right? There, there are a collective bargaining agreement, or did it not come to a vote? It did not come to a vote, I believe. But he hustled with that, he hustled... I don't know. I don't know exactly what. Let me see what. 
Well, he owns his company. It's called uh, Rally Point Public Affairs. Self-employed. He's the managing director, and he's self-employed there. I think that means it's his company. And uh, among the uh, experiences he lists are... Uh, Political affairs, bond management, campaign management, and government liaison. Huh? Oh, boy. Who do you suppose he's liaison on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. He's married to a member of city council. I mean, that, would, that would certainly get my attention if I were looking to influence city council on some decision. Yeah. So. That's where you get yeah. yeah, going back to 2020, um, Cassandra received 2000 bucks from the El Paso Municipal Police Officers. Right. They're big supporters of her. I think mm-hmm. $2,000, $2,500, the, the union pack drops a lot of money on Cassandra. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So, so yeah, I've been uh, doing a little bit of research on Jeremy Dorton because I got this thing. I got this thing at home. It... Uh, it's like a television with a typewriter attached, and I can, uh, you know, I can ask it questions, and it knows everything, everything. Also, cats. Well, there you go. What more could you ask for? Not much. Okay, uh... There's a letter out this week about uh, from the head of the Public Service Board. You know who the Public Service Board is? No, tell us about it. Well, Public Service Board, it's like, uh, I mean, isn't that the most, like the most sinister name for a board? We are the Public Service Board. That's creepy. Yeah, that's pretty creepy, huh? Uh, Public Service Board. Well, the city's website says... Uh, let me uh, let me get that up there on uh, elchuqueño.com I got a piece on that up today let's see here's what the city's website says about the public service board The PSB has complete management and control of the El Paso water utilities. The operation and maintenance, I misspelled it, of its water and wastewater systems and all of its assets, including real estate, approves the budget and sets rates and fees. Uh, You know, it's a little twisted paragraph right there, you know. The tenses don't agree, you know, I mean. Uh, but uh, what they're saying is that the Public Service Board is responsible for El Paso water. What do you think? You got seven guys appointed, seven people uh, appointed by uh, the government and approved by El Paso water. And... Uh, They've got complete control of El Paso water, of all of its assets, including real estate, the budget, 
and rates and fees. How about that? Well, sounds good job, right? Good job if you can get mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. You know what it pays? Nope. But it's there. 25 bucks a meeting. Oh. 12 meetings a year, a meeting every month. 25 bucks a meeting, 300 bucks a year. A lot of responsibility for 300 bucks a year, right? Yeah, for extortion. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, you know, or whatever, you know. Maybe they work for tips also. Yeah. So I see the mayor's on that board. Yeah. Is that only the whatever, whoever the current mayor is? Yep. yep. Serve? Okay. Everybody else is limited to four years, but the mayor, he's there as long as he's mayor, mm-hmm. which it might be even eight years. I forget what it is, public service board. Maybe it is four years. They're limited to four years. But, I mean, El Paso water is out of control. They have raised our water rates every year for the last eight years, I think. You know? Every year our water rates go up. And, you know, just another racket, you know? Indeed. They have a 50-year plan. And the 50-year plan projects that by uh, 2070, El Paso will double in size. I don't know how. Well, it's pretty optimistic, isn't it? You know, I mean, where where are they going? We lost mm-hmm. we lost a thousand people each year for the last three years. You know, so it might be more realistic to plan for uh, 300,000 by 2070. You know, mm-hmm. but they're leaving. Mm-hmm. People are leaving, man. People are leaving. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We'll see. Okay, I think I've probably given you enough to chew on for this uh, next little while. I am here at Big D's Party Palace with Fernie G. Howdy. Ben Ami. Howdy. And my name is Rich Wright. And uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors today. Uh... Hostess Twinkies. Hostess Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a creamy interior. Black coffee. It's what gets you up in the morning. Black coffee. And water. Water is what you are. You are at least 60% water or, you know, 55% water and 5% alcohol. But don't snort it. (laughs) Yeah, stay off that water. At least keep it, you know. Yeah. And we too share your concern about the the brain-eating amoeba. Okay. Thank you and good night.